Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast Secret Dump. Um, yeah, we've got some great questions people are, people are asking. People been submitting these questions and we are ready to answer one. Natasha, you picked a special one out. It felt targeted at me. Yes. How do I uh, deal with my partner's messiness? What was it? Yeah. How to cultivate more patience oh, yeah, that part. for your partner's shortcomings, i.e. messiness. Yes. Um, that is really hard because, um, you know, when we went to Paris, we were staying at this really nice place mm-hmm. and you were looking for something and just dumped the contents of your bag out on the chaise lounge. Mm-hmm. And then that put that made me mad. And then I realized, like, I'm just going to have to have, like, COVID tests and socks all over chaise lounges. It's just <laughs> something. It's like part of my karma. To have a fl- flow right. Just to have some, like, I mean, the, to... The thing was, we were working at a game show in London, and they gave us one COVID test for every day we were there. We were there for 14 days, and we didn't end up taking them, because why were we going to take them? You just take one at the end, and then you know. And so we ended up having about 15 extra COVID tests. Those are like 20 bucks a pop. Which you carried around yeah. with you in your backpack. I'm smuggling those over international borders in order to bring them back home. And now I got, I have an in, a lifetime supply. But you were looking at something, and then you just like dumped your whole backpack out like all over the nice room. So this is how you cultivated patience for it? No, and then I was thinking like, I guess there are like worse qualities. Then messiness? Yeah. Like what? Like if we were on vacation and I was like... Domestic violence? That. (laughs) Or like I really thought you were like 
not into me or like pursuing someone else or I don't know like there could be like sure. a lot of or like maybe you're like not a nice person like I you're such a nice guy like, I'll tell you, you what know, th- those things are important thank you I'll tell you what you do that isn't cultivating patience for my this is a conflict we get into constantly rather than um, I, I rather than bring up the mess itself the thing so rather than say hey would you pick those COVID tests up you'll always you'll be like can you come here please and then you'll point at it like you're a uh, superintendent, at, like Miss Trunchbull in Matilda. I'll never say it how you want me to say it. No, no, no. But it's you take offense to it all. No, because you've never, we, you've never attempted, you've never attempted the grand experiment of just asking me to clean the mess, rather than pointing at it and and saying you made a mess, like I'm um, a pup. So I would say that's a good way. Uh, that that would be my suggestion. Uh, if you see a mess, this is this is what I wish existed in my lovely house. Although you have wonderful qualities too, Natasha. You're kind, you're beautiful, you're loving, you're deep, you're philosophical. But when it comes to pointing out something that you want changed, often it won't just be a request to change the thing. There'll be a request and then a semicolon and then an admonishment. So that's what I would recommend to this person. If you want the mess cleaned, this is how this is how I think men like it. This is how men like You ready for how men like it? just say hey would you clean up the your underwear not hey would you clean up the underwear because it's all over the floor you know what i'm saying hey would you would you mind grabbing all that stuff on the chase lounge and cleaning that up it's just it's a non-judgmental because uh when you do the extra judgmental thing then then sad man boy feels attacked or critiqued or uh talked down to even if it's immature of him if you want uh, more simpatico. That's what I say. Just say, will you do the thing? Right. <laughs> Are you despondent? Now? I just feel like if I said that, you if I just said, uh, would you pick up the COVID test? You'd be like, uh, yeah, when will you pick up what you just dropped? Uh, well, why don't we do an experiment? This is what the scientific method is for. You have right now a hypothesis. Your <laughs> hypothesis is if you were to non-judgmentally just ask the mess to be cleaned up, I would get defensive and bring up something that you do, right? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the scientific method says to apply that hypothesis to an experiment, right? Why don't you, for one time ever, attempt to do that? See if your hypothesis is correct, and then we will come to what we are uh, is known in the scientific community, which I am. I'm a scientist. I have a PhD in molecular biology. Um, evidence, scientific evidence. Okay, honey. Well, let's do that. Let's give it a whirl. Okay. We'll give it a whirl. You know what else we should give a whirl to? What? A couple of secrets. Oh, yeah. Hi. This is a secret. So you had a couple that were kind of odd for sexual awakenings, and it made me think of my first kind of dirty dream that I ever remember having. And it had to do with the movie E.T. Now, (laughs) E.T. wasn't present in it, but it was about, you know, that scene where they're like captured and they're in their tent and they have like the suction cups on them or whatever. It was kind of like that. And I was in that tent and it was kind of like I was captured and a little bit bondagey. I'm realizing now that this might be my root of why I'm interested in bondage now. But at any rate, that was my first quasi-sex dream I've ever had. All right. Love the show. Bye. How old was she? Sounded young. No, I mean when she had the sex dream. Sounded young, I mean. Oh, like 10? I don't know. Oh. 
I mean, she didn't mention her age. Hi, I'm 38. No, it, what how what age did she have her? It sounded young. It sounded right. like a youth dream. I see. Isn't that when you get a fetish? Something happens. You mm-hmm. watch you watch a Spielberg film. For me, that's why I like uh, shark teeth to be gnawing on my genitals when I have sex. That's what really gets me going. Well, now I'm nervous because our four-year-old watched E.T. on the plane. I like for a woman to say, give us us free right before she has an orgasm. These are Spielberg films. Yeah, I know, hon. Yeah. Uh, Natasha, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, Bondage? Do I like it? Ever tried it? Like it? Uh... No, I don't like it. Yeah. A ball same. gag I've had. That's You've like, had one in? Yeah, it's like Really? I think so. You've done that in sex? A ball gag? I think if someone wanted I mean you wanted, think so. What well, I just have a so? memory that's of a, it. That's a yes or a no. I have a memory. Ask me. <laughs> Ask me. <laughs> have you ever had a ball? No. No, I know. I, I think it was really small or something. Oh, it was so small you forgot? <laughs> what are you talking about? Just is a is a yes or a no? So yes. Yes, it's a but I don't You had it in? Yeah, I think so. Can I be honest with you? What? That sounds so hot, but not for the reasons you think. Why do you think it's hot? You with a ball gag in your mouth? Because I would be quiet. Yeah, that would be cool. That'd be something different. I just, um, you know, when you first start having sex, you're open to things to see what you like, you know? When did you become completely sexually closed? (laughs) 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 That's so interesting. You had a ball. I can't even imagine. You're so like, um not a humiliate me type you know so it's interesting i'm, I'm th- i think i probably didn't have it in for long oh you just were like oh no thank you and took it right out probably this is fascinating this is a new a new i'm learning so much about you all right well um we can keep learning more about each other but we could also take a secret we could i can i say one more thing about the et <laughs> what I think it's very interesting to have a sex room about ET that doesn't involve fingering. That seems like so obvious. Mm, it seems he's like got those long, got those long glowy fingers. Yeah, right. like that's what I would think. You know, he, imagine how hard ET could hit your G spot. It'd be so easy for him. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he does seem like he has one of those things. You know, like he could have a like a long, hard penis too. Oh, you think ET also has a long, glowing, t- tipped dick? Could. We didn't ever see E.T.'s dick, did we? That's a real shame. Well, did he wear clothes? Didn't he have like a Wasn't blanket he, on or something? I think he was naked, right? He had a blanket on in the in the Let's uh, see, bicycle. Let's see, if he's wearing clothes, maybe he did have a long one. Does E.T. have a... There is E.T. porn out there, but that doesn't count because it's not a fiction... Uh, it's not official uh, Spielberg canon. So a- any fan fiction porn doesn't really count. Right. Can somebody get us in touch? We do know... Spielberg's daughter. We could ask her if she could ask her dad if ET had a dick and how big it was. Should we look into it? Uh, yeah, honey, let's do it. That would be such a funny email for us to send. Hey, we were just discussing things on the podcast and we were wondering if you could hit your dad up. Did ET have a dick? Why didn't we see it? How long was it? Did it glow? I mean, the answer is obviously no. No, he doesn't have a penis. That doesn't no, make sense. No, I mean, like, I. Oh, wait, we have a picture. We have a picture of what? Wait, can I see? Hold on. Our producer, Laura, has... He's wearing diapers, right? Wait, hold on. Our producer, Laura, has somehow procured a picture of E.T.'s genitals. Have a seat, Natasha. Have a seat. Get into frame. What is it? Okay, he's got these crazy fingers that could just make you blast (laughs) so hard. I mean, unbelievable. (laughs) But then, yeah, there's just like an empty space. If you can zoom in on that, I don't know if you can, but there's just like an empty space. It's almost like willfully shadowed. You know, you know what it, ew. you know what it is. He kind of seems like um, an, uh, what is it called? 
when you when you um you pause for a second yeah what's it called it's like um i'm not pausing this is going in the podcast <laughs> what's what called no when you when when it's you're uh, not saying anything when you when your genitals are off off like castrated a, no, but you're called something. A eunuch. Yeah, that. He's a eunuch. Yes, I think <laughs> E.T. is probably eunuch, but only because it's a family-friendly um, uh, movie. But in reality, he would have genitals. He has to procreate somehow. By the way, I'm noticing another thing, if you can get in on that. E.T., total dad bod. <laughs> Ter- terrible abs, just kind of a round abdomen. He's got a dad bod. E.T. All right, well, listen. Um Lady, I think that that's that is pretty hot that the suction cups were there, and I think that is how you got into bondage. So thank you, Steven Spielberg. I actually got into bondage watching the Spielberg film Amistad. All right, let's play another secret. Hey Tosh, hey Mosh, I have a secret. My secret is that I've had sex in cemeteries. Um. I'm not really ashamed of it. It's actually a really nice place to go. It's beautiful. It's private. It's manicured super well. It's quiet. I actually love taking walks in cemeteries, but has anybody else had sex in cemeteries? Is this a thing? Um, Now that I think about it, I think I had a lot of cemetery sex because I was dating pieces of shit who like... (laughs) didn't have homes or live with their moms but uh yeah i recommend it i recommend cemetery sex i don't want it to become like you know super popular but um love a good cemetery sex thank you guys so much i love you and keep the pod going okay bye uh okay well I've had cemetery sex. You have Jesus Christ, Natasha! What a b- bunch of reveals! It was when I we were both sixteen and seventeen, and sure. we didn't have a nice place to go. So, in terms of having a public spot, if you don't have your own pad, cemetery sex is a pretty good way to go. I uh, want to say first and foremost, whatever this woman did, I didn't love when she slammed our unhoused neighbors as pieces of shit. Okay. <laughs> But I did love the audio quality of that secret. Whatever she's doing, she was doing right. And I wish that our listeners would take a page out of her book. But that's not uh, connected to cemetery sex. I grew up next to a cemetery. They owned my house actually growing up. And we did all kinds of things in that cemetery, including tagging on the graves. Cool. Now that's worse than cemetery sex. But my friend did once have sex in that cemetery. He had a person bent over the grave and they fucked it. They knocked the grave over. It fell over, and they were like, yike, and they left. That cemetery is not that private. It's like on a hill. It's a beautiful cemetery. It is beautiful, the but Oakland I'm just saying. Chapel of the Chimes, Julia Morgan designed cemetery. Uh, that's a beautiful cemetery if you're in Oakland. Go check it out. We used to run from the uh, security guard we called Elmer. I, I don't know. I think it said Elmer security on the truck and we would be getting high in the cemetery late at night and we'd see Elmer come around and we'd all run. Anyway, if you're out there, Elmer, I'm sure you're a listener. Um, We're sorry for all the havoc that we caused. Natasha, how was your cemetery sex? Were you able to achieve climax? It was more about like, let's do it in the cemetery. Like kind of like fun. Yeah, like it's it's a taboo. 
Yes, exactly. And I think it was like probably in the winter and cold and like you're just kind of like getting it in there. Wait, you did it in a Rockford winter? Or maybe it was spring. I, honey, I, again, I don't remember. I just know I did it and you, checked it off a list. You don't remember. You may have had a ball gag as you were bent over a grave. <laughs> You're not positive. All right. The ball gag wasn't... That's, this is high school cemetery sex. Oh, so the ball gag was when you were a little older. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, the cool thing about cemetery sex is it's not only a tawdry, it's all, it's like, and it's not only you're violating a rule of society, but you're also engaged in um, exhibitionism. People are watching the spirits of your grandparents mm. ghosts and stuff like that and you might get a ghost baby i would i would have sex in a cemetery again with who you if you want That's you wouldn't though you're you don't my style. i know you don't like doing things like against the rules you're I, like is there a sign here that says <laughs> no trespassing <laughs> signs we need more signs excuse me i have a question you know yeah is there a sign at the cemetery that says no raw dog fucking <laughs> all right should we hear another yeah Hey, Tosh. Hey, Mo. This is a uh, long-time caller, first-time listener. Um, I was calling to leave you all a secret, half a secret, half a story. I um, live out on a dirt road, kind of out in the middle of nowhere on 80 acres of property out in central Florida. And um, so I usually run on the dirt road. It's about a mile and a half down and back, and there's probably seven or eight houses on it. And uh, my secret is that I'll do this run in the middle of the night uh, completely naked except for my tennis shoes. And, um, it's not sexual or anything. It's just there's a freedom and adrenaline when you're out running through a dirt road with cow pastures and the full moon above you completely naked. And it was, uh, I was getting my best mile times I ever had until, um, a few weeks ago, I was, uh, running back and up behind me, a truck roared over the hill and, um, saw me. And so I'm, start running as fast as i can and in scary movies when people trip when they're running that really happens because i was going full adrenaline tripped very hard rolled behind a pile of dirt or uh, like gravel for construction and so i uh crouched behind it and i expected the truck to kind of i know he saw me but i expect him to keep going and he pulled straight up to the um gravel dirt and got out and i'm cowering behind with just my tennis shoes completely naked and uh he gets out of his truck and starts circling the gravel and as i start doing the thing where i'm keeping him 180 degrees away from me i'm like how when squirrels chase themselves around a tree i'm keeping him on the other side and i crawl across the road uh through a barbed wire fence into a field of like tall grass and he doesn't know this and i'm crawling away and then i hear a gunshot and he i don't think he hadn't seen me so he was not shooting at me he was just shooting i get to try to get me to come out and i'm naked crawling through this tall grass and briars and then i heard a second gunshot and uh i finally made it back all the way across the field hopped a different barbed wire fence and made it back i got cut up all over my legs but i mean i didn't i didn't die so uh i haven't really told anybody because everyone's going to call me an idiot and say why are you doing that and that's i don't know so i haven't really been able to tell anyone i've been hunted most dangerous game style. And so uh, I wanted to tell you all that story and hope you all have a good day. Do you believe in Moshe? Right, I do. I, I was in the middle and I was asking myself this question, is this story true? But there were so many details that it's like, what is this guy doing? He's just coming up with like a 
heart pounding thriller scene <laughs> for us. And it doesn't make sense. I think it's true. I think this story is true. And let me ask you this. Doesn't a guy like doesn't his dick and testicles like isn't that hard to r- run really fast and that's, not have that it? That is the actually the detail that's the most difficult to believe because I have tried working out naked mm-hmm. because then you don't, um, you know, have to do laundry afterwards, you know, <laughs> uh, but um, <laughs> it's too difficult. You know, if you're jumping, doing jumping jacks and stuff, things are going to hurt. They're going to slop around. And his dick is just like getting slashed in a briar. Well, he yeah i don't know and you, would this, oh, so you don't believe him i don't know and would this guy like would this guy shoot if he now e- that even part if he was, was the most believable part of the whole story I mean, that's what happens in florida when someone's confused about any situation <laughs> is they just start shooting and they go maybe this will work um so you think bullshit i was i liked his spirit so many details 80 acres dirt road mile and a half gravel pit around briars barbed wire i mean it's so many details i mean if he really is running naked nightly that is inspirational you want to try that with a ball gag in your mouth through a cemetery beautiful all right well natasha that's all we have time for today i have to go all right well i have to go too well i have things to do well but i if, have to go well if you have a secret you'd like to leave us go ahead and call us 213 if you'd like to be on the pod, give us an email. Send us an email. Why do I say give us an email? EndlessHoneymoonPod at gmail.com. You can also become a part of our community, the Honeymooners community, at Patreon slash Endless Honeymoon. Join Come us on for board. bonus content. Join us for mixtapes. Join us. Join us. Join us. Oh, wow, you almost sneezed into that. What? And Natasha... Before we go. Yes. Ball gag and all, grave sex and all. <laughs> I love you. I love you too.